Hi Stuart, how are you doing? I'm good, yeah, I'm good. good. Welcome to episode four of Days Not Punk. Unbelievable. It's, it, <laughs> we say this we, every week. I know, but it's unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable that we're still here in general, but it's even more un- unbelievable that we're here doing episode four. Yeah, well, we've upgraded a bit this week. We've come to a fancy office in central London. You we know? have. Uh, because we were really concerned over the last, you know, episode two. We, we thought we'd managed to sort the audio out, but it went back to the gremlins of episode one. So, and on episode three. So, I, I hope you liked the content, and I'm sorry, but, you, you know, this is all, it's all brand new to us. Well, we've, we've sacked the sound man. Yeah. He's, he's gone off to do uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. So, um, he's in the bin. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> So uh, it's, yeah, hopefully this is better and uh, apologies once again for the sound, but we'll get it right. It is punk rock after all. So. <laughs> and, and hopefully you can hear us and, and you like the content. Um, today's, today's podcast is tinged with a bit of sadness though. Well, I mean, it's been an absolutely awful bit of news to hear of the sad death of Terry Hall of the specials. Um, you know, woke up to that and... Uh, you know, didn't really need to hear that. Really young at 63. I know he'd been ill, but I mean, nobody wanted to hear that news. I mean, Specials, what a great band. First band I saw. Yeah, well, was that on The Clash? That was on The suicide? Clash Suicide. We mentioned it in episode three, but you might not have heard it because it was in mono. <laughs> yeah, 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 if you'd taken out your ear, your earphone on the wrong ear, you wouldn't have heard that. Yeah, yeah, so, but I remember, I remember the time. It was like, uh, I was 13 and my parents said to me, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, can I have a clown? <laughs> can, can, I, can I get some ice cream and jelly? Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. And, I, you know, I said, look, there's a band I really want to go and see uh, called The Clash. And they were like, they hadn't heard of anything like this mm. before. And my mum agreed to take me and my, uh, one of my best mates up to see The Clash and dropped us off. And the first band on were Special, a.k.a. Were they the Specials, a.k.a. then, or the Automatics? Yeah, that's a good question. Because they were the automatic. The automatic yeah. Coventry Automatics rings a bell mm-hmm. with me, but the first single they did, I, as in Gangsters, was Special AKA. Yeah, so maybe that's something that people couldn't email. Oh, look, there's another thing we say every week. <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody for emailing us in. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you guys are amazing. I mean, I, you know, amazing. So if you are emailing us in, of which many of you do, please tell us whether... The specials played on the Clash tour as the specials, or were they still no, the old... special AKA? <coughs> special AKA, I beg your pardon. Because the, spe- they... because the special AKA single, gang- well, the, the special single Gangsters mm. opens up with a line Bernie Rhodes knows, don't argue. Yeah. And Bernie Rhodes, obviously. Because of the Clash manager. Obviously, obviously yeah, yeah. manager of the Clash. So there was definitely, you know, a commitment there from mm. Bernie, putting them all first on the tour. Yeah. You Brilliant know. commitment. And yeah. I mean, it's an interesting one to talk about with. The specials being a scar band, you know, where do they fit in on a punk podcast? Because I think they're an amazing band and there was definitely a kind of crossover. I remember at the time being into the punk bands that I liked and also the specials and loads of the scar stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, by 79, when they did the two tone tour and it was specials, Selector and Madness, I mean, that was full of 
you know, sort of punks. Mm. You know, that that was definitely, you know, there was definitely a crossover there. And if you look back on bands like, sorry, sorry. Yeah. If you look back on bands like Stiff Little Fingers, there was a bit of, there was a bit of reggae in there. Well, there's loads of it in The Clash. Loads of it in The Clash as well. And and the other thing, of course, is the specials, you know, their political stance at the time and the sort of anti-racist stuff was strong and had a real crossover with punk. Oh, it resonated with what punk was all about. Yeah. And, you know, the lyrics to, you know, for, for example, Too Much Too Young. Yeah. Amazing lyrics, you yeah. know. You know, it's the, the guy was the guy was a genius. I actually was crossing the road about five years ago in Islington hmm. and he was standing next to me at the traffic lights. And I went, it's Terry Hall. Yeah. <laughs> was, he, was he confused about the zebra crossing? Because of course it was... It was. Uh, it was, it was, it was black and white. Yeah. Oh, black and white, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, a really sad day and a re- really sad news to wake up to. And, uh, you know, I think it was Glastonbury about I 10... this on the web. Oh, I think it was Glastonbury about 10 years was ago. Is that your watch talking to me? That, that was my watch yeah. talking to me. Um, Glastonbury about... I think it was about 10 years ago, just before mm. Amy Winehouse died. The specials had reformed and they brought Amy out. Was that with Terry or was that just with Neville and No, Terry was right. Terry was in the band. We're yeah. saying Terry like we know him. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we don't know we him. Don't. We don't. We met him at, We do love him. We met him at the Zebra Crossing in Islington. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw him a few times and I saw him and they played Glastonbury put him on as uh, one of their uh, things at the Abbey when they do these sort yeah, of yeah. shows. And I, I went with my mate and we wa- we watched them. And they're great. I've seen them a few times and I think they're a brilliant band. Really upset about it. I think. It's, uh, yeah, I saw them. They, they actually played Air Pavilion mm-hmm. on the two tone tour with you know mm-hmm. it was Specials Madison Selector. I will be listening to the Specials a bit this week. Uh, you know, and you I know, do, you I do. know the people, famous people die and people in bands die and you don't know them and people. St- bleat all over social media about how upset they are about people that don't know yeah. but you do kind of know them because you know the music you've, you've, listened, you've listened yeah. to the lyrics you've listened yeah. to the songs they've written i mean and you know obviously going on to fun boy three and colorfield and his solo work was really good mm-hmm. as well he produced an album with well he wrote an album with ian brody from right. the lightning seeds uh and there's a track on that album called sense which mm-hmm. is a terry hall solo album an amazing track you know for people who wanted you know, explore that wee bit further on Terry Hall, but... Uh, I know. mean, if you're listening to the pod and you're not really familiar with the specials, I mean, I would really recommend that you go back and listen to some of their, some of their music because, you know, there's a, real lot, there's a lot of touch points with punk and it's really sad for someone like Terry Hall. Of all the people in the world that could have died to, today or last night, Terry Hall was, wasn't really even on the list, no, was he? No, I mean, 65. He's yeah. only, what? 63. 63, so he was five years older than me. Yeah, I mean, you are that, you are... I'm that elder statesman. You are, mate, you are the elder statesman. (laughs) You know, but uh, one of the interesting uh, things that I noted was um, Elvis Costello was one of the first people to come out and, you know, sort of uh, pass on his condolences. Seemingly Linville Golding from the specials had contacted Elvis Costello uh, about about Terry's um, sad death and sad passing, but... Which led me on to believe that, yeah, go on. Which led me on to, you know, sort of, not well, not believe it. We hadn't touched on Elvis Costello at all. Well, there's a stiff thing, stiff records. Oh, there was this at all. He did this low and the injury, was we, it? Yeah, we, we touched on that. But, you know, the impo- they, Was it punk? Yeah, the importance of Elvis Costello. Oh, God, I. Well, okay, right. So we, 
I mean, have we finished talking about the death of Terry Hall, or we, or we jump, we jumping into Elvis Costello? I mean, I'm... no, I just, you know, I, I was a massive fan, and he always what, of Elvis Costello, of Elvis Costello, right? And uh, I got to see him a few times, and then he went on to be a producer with the Pogues yeah. and stuff like that. He's sort of gone off my radar a bit now, but uh, you know, there's a famous performance of Elvis Costello on Saturday Night Live, which was in 1977 in America. Yeah, which yeah. we, which we never talked about, which. He was performing Less Than Zero, yeah, which was from this year's Model album, oh, I think. Good, good memory. And uh, and he cut it short, and he said, "No, no, no, no." He cut it about ten seconds in, and went, "Nah, we ain't doing this," and decided to play Radio Radio, yeah, which is really interesting because Saturday Night Live's producer Lon Michaels was furious as a song he did is a stab at corporate control broadcasting and Elvis Costello was banned from the show for 12 years. Did that, from, really? Yeah. Did that album come out in 77? I think it is did. My Aim Is True? My Aim Is True, yeah. you're right. It was this year's model stiff, seven. wasn't it, on, in It's My Aim Is True. Is this it when he's standing on the cover and his knees knocked, that kind of classic? With the black and white. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yellow, isn't it? Anyway, we're getting to... Oh, yeah, we're, we're getting, getting to... We're getting to, we're getting to Elvis yeah. Costello. Um, so yeah, Terry have, we, Hall. have we finished on Terry Hall? Well, I think we've finished on it. I mean, we're just going to overdo it otherwise, aren't we? I mean, it's really sad. R.I.P. Terry Hall. We, we, you know, yeah, I mean, awful. So, welcome to episode four, Dead's Not Punk. Um, please, uh, you know, keep emailing us. I think uh, you had quite a good response. Well, there was a few emails, wasn't there, <laughs> as well, on, the vicious, on that Vicious White Kids Yes, I posted, um, I posted a black and white photograph from the Electric Ballroom yeah. in London of um, the, and I asked, name the band. Yeah, was that from 78? I think it was 78, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because Matlock had been sacked by the He Pistols. got sacked in 77, but yeah. he started to... But then he was coming back into yeah. it. So Matlock's in the picture. Yeah. Nancy Spongin is in the picture. Oh dear, yeah. Steve New, who's also yeah. in the Rich Kids, who's yeah. now uh, who's now trans. Okay. He's now <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. now he's, he's now he's called Suella or something. Okay. Steve New. Who um, else was in the picture? Uh, Sid Vicious. Yeah, of course. I think that was it. And where was it? It was at the Electric Ballroom. Right. In '78. I think you're right. Did they do? I think he does. Iggy songs, doesn't he? I think he does do yeah. Iggy songs, yeah. yeah. Now, we had a correct winner. Yeah. I think Saul Martin got it right, actually. Yeah. And Saul actually reached out to somebody on our behalf, and uh, I really appreciate that. And Lindsay Hutton got in touch with us, who managed the Cramps, or no, who ran the Cramps yeah. fight club. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And, and did, the, uh, did the next big thing. Um, fanzine in Scotland so that was really nice of you Lindsay I really appreciate that and uh, well there was also Rona Wilson I believe sent in quite an interesting take did. on it she, with the mentioned Wayne County Jane County she did it was um, she thought it was Johnny Thunders Wayne County and Sid Vicious yeah. doing a benefit gig when Sid got released well he did do benefit gigs around that time because he needed money right but no, th this was definitely the vicious way yeah. kids at um, the electric ball. I think they do, and correct me if I'm wrong. They do, they do the pistol song that they, that was never really recorded. Belson was a gas. 
Right. They okay. play that at that okay. gig, and then they do loads of covers like, I don't know, uh, Chatterbox by the Dolls, and I don't know, it's my way in there, and something else, and don't give me no lip. Yeah. I'm so I don't know what the set list was. So, so Lindsay reached out, and you know, he told me about you know, a variety of things. You should definitely check out Lindsay's blog. Yeah. Which is next big thing. Let me just find it. Hang on. Next big thing blog. I think. Um, do, 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 do. There we go. Next big thing. Dot blogspot.com. I'm going to mention the damned. Oh, because oh. it's been quite a long time into this podcast. No, I'm going to mention the damned in reference to the vicious white kids. Right. Because I seem to remember that Scabies played drums with them. I don't know if he was at that gig at the Electric. It Board. is. It's is Scabies is the drummer. On yeah. There. Yeah. Now, I knew we wouldn't be able to get through the first ten minutes without mentioning the damned. So, pretty pleased about. I managed to. I don't oh, know where that oh, came oh, from. Oh, well, well done, you. Sure. Well done, you. Yeah. Now, hang on. Now. I want to go back to my Scottish contingent okay. of, you know, the Scottish part of what we talked about last week. And, uh, yeah, you should, everybody should check out nextbigthing.blogspot.com, uh, Lindsay's blog. Uh, he's obviously lives in the same planet as us and has the same sort of ethos about music. And actually, unfortunately, reading his blog last week, I noticed that, I think it was one of the main guys from the Valves had died, and we mentioned the Valves. We as did, a, yeah. As it was on the playlist as well. Yeah, as a Scottish. Yeah. yeah, check out the playlist that accompany these. By the way, yeah, you, we've yeah. had a couple of comments of people saying you should do compilations albums of these, and yeah. we thought about it. and We thought we haven't really put out vinyl for years. Have we yeah, and we'd have to get into licensing all the tracks. Yeah, and yeah. This, you know, but uh, maybe well, do with something like Cherry them. Red or something. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe next year when we maybe, maybe we'll roll in a little bit more. But uh, no, um, Lindsay also sent me some of the um, the gigs that he put on in in nineteen seventy eight at Grangemouth Town Hall, Ultravox supported by Simple Minds, yeah, yeah, which was really really yeah. interesting. And uh, was and that when Ultravox were a bit more sort of? I was about to say when Ultravox were a bit more punky, but that was when John Fox was in them. Yeah, John yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than mid year. Yeah, more than the yeah. yeah, yeah, right, and uh, and he also sent me a flyer for Brian Guthrie in association with Cosmos Agency. No, Cosmos Agency. For any of you Scottish listeners, you will remember George Duffin, I'm sure, as we all did if we ever promoted gigs in Scotland. Some for good reasons, and most for bad reasons. Rest in peace, George. Anyway, Brian Guthrie in association with George. Put on the jolt, yeah, men, who, yeah support, who supported the jam, yeah, on their tour, and a couple of other bands from Scotland, the Cuban Heels, yeah, and the Subs, not the UK sub, just yeah. the Subs, yeah, uh, and that was also at Grangemouth Town Hall. So a few few gigs going on at Grangemouth Town Hall, and I think also roughly about the same time there was a maybe '79, so I might be jumping ahead of myself. I remember at Presswick Town Hall it was a rock against racism yeah. um, show at Presswick Town Hall with another pretty face and TV21. Nice. Which uh, again, for all you memorabilia about Scotland, uh, if anybody can tell me whether that was 78 or 79, but there was definitely a rock against but racism. It's game. interesting that you're now mentioning 78 and 79 because of course in the last episode, episode three, we sort of got really, I think we kind of got to the end of 77. Yeah, yeah. The, and, and again, you know, Christmas thing there with the... 
with the striking with the striking firefighters and the pistols playing in 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 the in the Huddersfield and where are we where are we in 2022 I know striking nurses striking yeah. ambulance drivers if only the pistols were around to do a benefit for the yeah, kids well you exactly know. Um, but anyway you know but there was uh, also in 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 78 there were some great albums released Buzzcocks. Yeah, well, look, I think in the first episode, this is going to be the last episode of 2022. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about our sort of thoughts for 2023 a little bit later on. But, and I think what we're going to do is talk a bit about Christmas, talk a little bit about, you know, various tracks and things that have happened by punk bands around Christmas. And then when we come back in January, we'll, we'll get started on 78 probably quite a lot to talk about in 78 isn't there I don't think you're going to be able to do it's probably going to take us a little bit of time I mean quite I mean the, the thing is that you know a lot of the bands were 78 what do you reckon yeah well a lot of the albums didn't come out 78 79 well that's true but I mean and obviously I mean, we touched on last week we touched on wire and you know pink flag and suicide stranglers stuff like well, that well free adolescence I would say was you know anyway yeah. well, we, we're not doing 1978 now but you're right there were some I mean Susie and the Banshees Scream was that that was that was 78 yeah um, I, like, I like it that you mentioned why was Chairs Missing album came out in 78 which was a follow up to Pink Flag fucking great record yeah. excuse my language um, um, however that actually, album you, that album is so good it does deserve to be sworn about Um so anyway, 1978 yes. thing we talk about, and a big massive thing that of course happens in 1978 is the Sex Pistols split up on stage yeah. uh, at the Winter Ballroom in San Francisco. John Lydon famously, or Johnny Rotten as he was then, famously saying, ha ha ha, have you ever had the feeling you've been, been cheated? cheated. Yeah. He walks off. And that's the last ever Sex Pistols gig. Well, certainly it was with Sid Vicious in the band until obviously they come back in 1996 and, and, and do those reformation dates which I went to all of and well not all of them around the world but I certainly went to quite a lot of them in the UK and, and, and locally and they were brilliant um, yeah it was okay oh man it's a bit cavity no oh, I'm not having that <laughs> no 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 no. I'm not you know but you know Alan McGee didn't think so did he when they no. played at the Shepherd's Bush Empire and he took the full PJ yeah. and the NME yeah yeah, yeah. No, I and don't. I went to that gig it was my birthday my mate Doug bought me tickets and I I had to walk home with no shoes and shirt. I just had <laughs> trousers on. Amazing gigs. One of the best gigs I've ever been to. But anyway, that's for next time. Um, so, should we talk a little bit about um, punk bands and Christmas? Do we want to talk about that? Is it, as it's Christmas, this is our Christmas episode. And so far, we've got halfway through it. We haven't talked about anything to do with Christmas. Do we really care about Christmas? That's a question. Is it just a big capitalist swindle to make you go out and spend money on a load of stuff you don't need yeah i think yeah. I, I think it's lost all its you know identity yeah you know and i think uh, the commercialization of it through media channels and uh you know the fact that we are at a point where christmas number one is going to be the same artist for the last five years and if you want to give to charity, give directly to charity. Do not go out and buy a rehashed version of Band-Aid by Lad Baby because they are not giving 100% of those royalties to that charity. Right, well, so please give to charity direct if you feel the need for it. 
Yeah, I agree. I think Christmas has all got a bit cynical. But, you know, I want to ruin everybody. I mean, think about that charity that went on during COVID, where the guy walked up and down his garden. And his, and his daughter set up the charitable trust oh, yeah. and then took a salary of 275 grand yeah. a year. Yeah. Yeah, All there's, wrong. There's, there's the, yeah, there is, a, there is a lot of examples of that. We're pretty, yeah, well, look, we're sounding quite cynical here. We've been really seriously affected by the death of Terry Hall, haven't we? It's turned us into yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> cynical old men. I feel like those two blokes and the Muppets who <laughs> sit up in that, in that uh, yeah, yeah. seats just complaining about everything. Cynical, mi cynical miserable people. Well, maybe, maybe it has got something to do with Terry Hall because he, he was famously known for not being able to smile. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I you think know, that's and, what made him. That's why I liked him. And being a bit of a miserable, yeah. you know, get, but you know. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a question to you. So favorite punk Christmas song? Do you have one? And if you do, what is it? Oh, I'd have to say. God, that's really hard, Stuart. Because because they're all rubbish. They're, they're, <laughs> they're all rubbish. I mean, yeah. you know, the one of the best. Punk bands was an American band for doing um, cover versions, right? The Dickies did banana. Oh, yeah. They did banana splits. Nights in White Satin. Nights in White Satin. Yeah. Paranoid. Yeah. Brilliant. And of, and of course, they had to do a Christmas. Yeah. Silent Night. Silent Night. Yeah. I can't tell you what year it was. I'm yeah. sure it probably is 78 or 79. Yeah, the yeah. Dickies. I like the Dickies. I think they're great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Manny Moe and Jack is my favourite. Right. Yeah, but got that on So that's mine. What you? What was about yours? Well, you ask a question. Um, oh. I think <laughs> I think the Ramones. Merry Christmas, because I just love the Ramones, which of course wasn't the single. It was a B side. To yeah. I want to live. Right. Eighty seven. So it was quite late. I'll, I'll stop talking about that because it's in eighty seven, which seems like was the that car. was it not on the um, what was the Phil Spector produced Ramones album. It was the one with, um, oh God, they were front cover, font sleeve, all the heads were on it. Um, was there not a Christmas song on that album? End of the century. Halfway to Sanity was the album that ah, right, was nah. uh, the album. I'm thinking of the, the Phil Spector oh. album was End of the Century. Right. I think, again, anybody, <laughs> remember, we do this live. Yeah, so I may, I may be wrong, but End of the Century. Yeah, the one that I was thinking of. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then I, I'm gonna. So then I like the Ramones, and I'm not a big fan of Christmas things. I mean, loads of people have done. I mean, Slaughter and the Dogs uh, did a did a Rudolph one. Oh, I can't even remember what I was called. Now. Run Rudolph, run! Oh, good memory. <laughs> uh, the Vibrators didn't they do Merry yeah, Christmas? They did a everybody? version of Slade's Merry Christmas yeah. Everybody. So which, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to listen to Merry Christmas Everybody, go and listen to Naughty Older. Yeah, maybe. You know, uh, I in mean, 1981, I mean, you know my musical taste. Crass, of course, uh, talking about them again now. They're going to become the new damned on this podcast, aren't they? We just, it had know, to come, yeah, 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 yeah. And they, of course, released these. Well, there's a single, but it was a bit of an EP, Merry Christmas, um, which was Crass songs done on like a little really? electronic organ thing. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It came out in 1981. It wasn't on any of the albums. And I also think it got to the top of the UK indie singles chart, certainly in the top three. But not on any it's not on an album it's not on an album no. so it's not on uh... it was like like a little you know those little sort of finger organs <laughs> you, you don't want to no, don't be rude you know those little 
like Bon, not Bon Tempe, because that's a big thing. But well, the thing that Rob, like a little, the thing yeah, that Rob little, that's had. A <laughs> thing. It was a little bit like that. Crass, Merry Christmas, brilliant, and a bit of G Voucher's artwork, and with some Christmas edging around it, and that was really funny. And uh, uh, and I would thought. Hello, everybody. It's yeah. Santa here to say to you all, happy fun. There you go. Nuts and nuts and jolly fun. So, playing a little bit of Merry Christmas by Crass. Happy Christmas, everybody. And uh, I would probably say that was my favourite. Really? Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I know how much I find you out of class yeah. and that, but... It was a bit of an exclusive for the podcast because you can't get that track on any of the... It's not on Spotify or It's not on any of the digital platforms at all. Just on that as well, just a reminder to everybody, um, when we started doing the podcast, uh, we initially thought it only went up on Spotify. It doesn't. It goes up on Apple and Deezer and Amazon. So whenever you listen to your podcast and maybe we've... Because I did get a comment last night. Um, Somebody called me up and said, I've been listening to your podcast. You made me go on to Spotify to listen to it. We didn't make anybody do anything. We didn't make anybody do anything, Vic. (laughs) (laughs) That's it from Vic. We we don't make, and and yes, the clash, we are punk rock, Vic. Yeah, and you know, you make your own decisions, mate. Yeah. Don't don't, don't rely on us just because we're we're at an age, you know. There's no authority but yourself. You make your own decisions. Philistine. Yeah, so um, so where we go? Yeah, we're on all the platforms because we want to do our little bit to help billionaires buy spaceships. Yeah, exactly. That's essentially what we're doing. Um, <laughs> happy Christmas, billionaires. Yeah. Here's a spaceship. That's that's what that's why we're on. Do you the see platform. that he, he ran a he ran a poll on Twitter? Elon Musk. Yeah. Right. How do people like him and Salt Bay get to go to the World Cup final? Right? Oh, so, you, know. you know, I mean, just well, the whole World Cup. Let's not talk about the World no, Cup. No, no. We're not going to pretend we're not, World Cup anyway, wasn't it? We're not going to nail the football, right? No. But Elon Musk ran a poll on Twitter. About should I stand down? I saw that. Be careful what you wish for. And fifty-seven percent of the people on Twitter said yes. Go away. That's <laughs> so that was quite good. Yeah. You know. So is he going? Well, no. He can do what he wants. You know. He can. He's got a Tesla car. He's got a SpaceX. He's got. You know. He's. Anyway, let's go off Elon Musk and let's get back to um, Christmas um, punk records. Oh, Stuart, do we have to? No. Well, it's supposed to be the Christmas. It's pretty, well, so what else do you want to talk about? I mean, the UK subs then, they did, hey, they did, we can't even play that because if, essentially the UK subs Hey Santa Claus track is, starts off with him talking about not getting a bike and then it's just basically the C word <laughs> and all of the other bad words. Oh, so funny. Um, do you know, that's one of the people we would like to get on. Charlie Harper. Definitely. What a legend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's somebody that we've been looking out at, you know, and we've, we saw this year, this summer at, at Rebellion. It's they were one of the best bands. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, I mean, the band he always puts around them are yeah. like real tight, hot musicians, you know? So, you know, I really enjoyed that. So UK subs another kind of blues. Well, that was, is, we're, we're getting back into 78, 79. Yeah, we? again, we're jumping, yeah. we're jumping forward. Great, uh, great record. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Let's, let's give me some. Um, we did the boat. We've done. No, Nancy Spungen dies in October 1978, allegedly stabbed by Sid Vicious. Right, okay. Who then obviously dies the following year in February 1979 of a 
heroin overdose, allegedly supplied to him by his mother, Anne Beverly. Right. So there's quite a lot to talk about there, and that's just a snippet. When we get into 78, the wheels are starting to come off a little bit, because I think the thing to remember is that there's lots of waves of punk. And what we've been talking about so far on the podcast has been the first wave, the kind of the initial sort of a lot of people refer to it as these sort of year zeros, which is 76, 77. Yeah, yeah. Where the singles are coming out and the albums are coming out, which we talked so much about in the last episode. By the time you get to 78, the pistols have split up. Yep. They're releasing God, uh, the Great Rock and Roll Swindle, which is just awful. And, yeah. you know, the, a, a new wave is sort of fledgling and punk is changing and it's bands like and I'm going to talk about them again it's bands like Crass who sort of spearhead a a different strand and then you've got the bands like GBH and Discharge and the Clay Records stuff with a sort of new new sound harder you know edgier sound see that wasn't me I know it wasn't you I know that wasn't me at all I mean obviously when Matt Locke got fired right he formed a band called the Rich Kids yeah and very much um the sound that I really liked of uh, almost like I'm gonna you're gonna hate me for saying yeah. this, but power pop. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna hate you for that, yeah. You but know, I'll, but, I'll forgive you. But it wasn't it wasn't power yeah. pop. It was still it still had punky guitar sounds, right? Yeah. And uh, you know and the rich kids went on to have, you know, I think... Well, front... like Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean like Avril Lavigne, like some 41. Well, yeah, let's <laughs> never talk about those people again. Like Good Charlotte. Oh, oh right. No, yeah. not like that. But I actually quite liked the rich kids. I, yeah. I, I thought they fitted a gap where I didn't go down the crass flocks of Pink Indians route or GBH or mm. Discharge. Uh, I just thought it was trying to take it more to the extreme, whereas... You know, I thought there was definitely room for the commercialisation of the music that punk spawned. And one of the bands that are, Rich Kids did have hits. Yeah. Buzzcocks. You yeah. know, in February, Hell Devoto left the Buzzcocks. Magazine. Full magazine. And Pete Shelley became the yeah. vocalist of the Buzzcocks. See, I, I agree with you. Now, I, I the the Buzzcocks with Hell Devoto only released one single, and that was Spiral Scratch. Scratch. What a brilliant record. Yeah. And then Devoto left, so that was really. I think it. there was a live EP as well. I think it was a live at the Roxy in Manchester. Uh, yeah, we're going to go but, back and check. But, but this is where, you know, this is where the podcast is going to develop into your idea of what punk is and my idea of what punk yeah, is, because the jam we touched on as well. I'm mentioning three bands here who have songwriters in them that I would class as three of the top songwriters that came out of punk. Glenn Matlock, Howard Devoto, Pete Shelley, and Paul Weller. Four. So, well, yeah. Devoto and Shelley. Yeah. You know, the Buzzcocks yeah. and Magazine, obviously, right? You know, I became a massive magazine oh, fan. they're great fans. Yeah. In fact, we went to see them. We did. We went to, the, I think it was the last London show. It was. It was at the Forum, Kentish yeah. Town. 99.9% blokes. Yeah. Of Old a, blokes. Of a certain age. Yeah. And, and shape. Yeah, yeah. Of a certain age and shape. But they were good. They were yeah. good. It was the original line. It was so good. Most of the original yeah. line. But that, that's the point I wanted to touch on, is that by the end of 77 and into 78, punk was splitting off into two... Well, probably more than two. I mean, because you had the things that you've just described, and you're right, and I'm not arguing with any of that. There were some great songwriters that came out of it, and punk became a lot more cartoonish, and you see pictures of, you know, 
GVH leather bristles era, you know, with massive spiky well, hair bristle and studs and acne. Yeah, well, I think with the crass sort of conflict flux bands, they went down a different path again with the politics. Got a lot more serious. I mean, you know, it really got serious. But uh, so there was not maybe there was more than two sort of strands, and that's why this podcast is going to be so interesting because we need to explore all of that because. I think the thing that we talked about in earlier episodes, which makes punk so important to us, is because it means something different to everybody, not just yeah. giving you a cliche. But actually, as you unpack it, you realise that it touched so many different things in popular culture, from art to music to literature, to which we talked about, I think, before. And those different strands, of course, touch things you know, across so many different fronts. So well, it, it enabled you to... Again, in 78, set up a fanzine, promote acts, do it yeah. yourself, put on shows. Yeah. You didn't have a fear of failure. Yeah. And that, is, that, was, the, that was one of the beauties to me of punk. You didn't have a fear of failure. Well, no. I think it gave, it gave, I mean, I, right, when we started to get into 78 and 79, I've kind of come of age a little bit, looking back in my memories, I'm you know, into my, well into my teens and starting to make in, independent decisions. I'm going to gigs, you know, I went to see the pack, as I said before, in Kettering. Oh, Theatre here. Yeah, with Kurt Brandon's yeah, yeah, early yeah. band. And, you know, with all the other bigger... Saw him, we saw him in the summer. Yeah, saw him twice. Quite vertically challenged, is there, Kirk? <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought they were all right. Was, yeah. Because he did Theatre of Hate and yeah, Spirit, Spirit of Destiny. Destiny. And I saw that Spirit of Destiny had been touring. And yeah, yeah. I quite like to follow him on the medias. Yeah, yeah I, like, so, I like Kirk. Kirk's yeah, always I mean, been... Fair um, enough. He's always been there or yeah. thereabouts. Oh, look, you know, I, he, I like what he writes and he seems to be yeah. a pretty decent guy and good luck to him, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, I remember going to see Theatre of Hate back then with Rebel Without a Brain and Northampton at the Roadmender and I, I thought they were great, a good band. So there you go, there's an example of a band that started to go off down a different path, they, you know, and the whole sort of punk thing yeah. started to find its own own individual sort of styles and way forward and it didn't, you know, yeah, the Buzzcocks, I mean the Buzz, you're right, I mean Pete Shelley goes off and writes some, just some, some of the best Three minute pop songs oh, ever. Yeah, I was almost going to say pop songs, but I can't bring myself to say it. He writes some of the best no, songs. No. Pop. I know. You've got, to, know. You've got to give in to pop. I, I remember going to see him at, uh, I've got, uh, I remember going to see him at uh, Glastonbury with my sister a few years ago, I think mean, 2015. They played in one of those tents. Oh, I just sang my heart out to every song. <laughs> They're just brilliant songs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I had a really good year. It was great. Anyway, Buzzcocks, you know, it all starts to come out of of the punk thing and you know I, I think there's just a lot more to talk about and then yeah we are going to have to talk about crass and their political punks because you know they're they... I mean, but the, the point i'm making is Stuart, there was political punks on the other side of the coin as well you know clash were always very political in what they were you know trying to put across the ruts malcolm yeah. one you know and malcolm's lyrics you know uh, babylon's burning etc that again amazing you know, political uh, comment, political statement. Paul Weller. It's a really nice thing that you've mentioned the Ruts because, of course, we started off talking about Terry Hall and, you know, and, and Scar and, and uh, you know, that, that kind of music. And, of course, the Ruts were massively influenced by reggae. And, yeah. You know, what a brilliant band. I mean, if, I mean it's unfortunately so short-lived given, you know, the sad death of Malcolm Owen in, in 1980. So that long ago. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, 
And uh, you know, I saw them recently. I've seen them a couple of times recently. They support the Ruts DC supported the Stranglers on their on a tour. I think last earlier in the year or last year, I can't remember. And who's uh, in the band? No, is it? It's uh, Segs. Oh right, yeah. Um, and Dave Lee, Lee Hegarty, Dave Ruffy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So um, you know, and just it's one of my favourite bands of all time, the Ruts. And uh, you know, they they obviously embrace the kind of ska thing and. Uh, uh, staring at the Rude Boys, obviously, oh, one of the best uh, songs in the history you, of songs ever. But I definitely put the ruts in with my analogy on Buzzcocks and the Jam and the Rich Kids. The ruts sat in that area, yeah. Uh, whereas the area that you're you, that you ensconced into was an area that I was a bit uh, a bit scared of at the time. Well, I can understand that, and being you know, young. You know, yeah. I was a bit scared. That, that, that was that looked really aggressive and anarchic. Yeah, uh, which well, is what it was. Yeah, it's sort of. I mean, and we'll get when we well, get to 79, 80, 81 and the sort of crash years and stuff. We'll talk about that. We'll have a proper episode on it because there's a lot to talk about. And I've got some, you know, I've got some things to share about that. And it'd be great, you know, to get the guests. So what we are going to do, of course, we've talked about this before, is when we go into the first, the first. Well, we'll do one more in January, won't we? Just yeah, the two yeah. of us. And then we are going to have some guests, and we have been approached weirdly by some crazy people who um, who have asked if they could be on the show. And I keep saying it's a show; it's not a show; it's a podcast. Um, but there have been some people who have asked to be on, and we'd like to invite some people on. So we will do some guests, definitely. And you will get you'll get a flavour of what we've done in the first four episodes of mm. where the guests are coming from, so that you'll uh, get an understanding. Yeah. That, we're not going to bring on Avril Lavigne, Good Charlotte, or Sum Forty One. No, no, we're not. We're not. I mean, we certainly won't be bringing any prog. You're right, Eve. Yeah, Russia Blue Oyster Cult. I don't know why we keep they keep coming up. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, to to sort of round it up, uh, what we want, what we wanted to finish on today, because again. You know, we've touched on loads of stuff that we're going to talk about, and we're coming, as Stuart said, to a really crucial point in the podcast, 78, 79, mm. when we all started going to gigs, because we were at that age. We, you were in the country. Yeah, I was definitely here by then. And I, start, you know, I started going to shows, so we can reminisce about those shows. But one thing we haven't really touched on to date, and I wanted to touch on, because going into 77 and 78, fashion. Oh, what did you look like? What did you wear? That's a really wow. That's a great question. And I, do you know what? When you mentioned '78, and I look, and my mind's eye sort of looked back. I was living at home, obviously, and you didn't. And there was a shop in Northampton where I lived called Acme, not Acme Attractions, the Don Letts one. It was just called Acme. It was up this, like the Catherine Road. What did they sell? Like bondage trousers. They did sell bondage trousers and band T-shirts and stuff. And you had to walk like out of town up to this shop, and they sold. Do you remember Captain Sensible used to wear those big furry... And the mohair jumpers. Big, the furry ones, yeah. yeah. They sold those and, and, and badges and, you know, bondage straps. And those, those big... No, they weren't mohair jumpers. No, they it was like a big, big furry jumper. It was like the Gatecrasher like gate kids' boots. Remember yeah. when the, the, the club in Sheffield? Yeah. So Sorry, Gatecrasher. Yeah, yeah, for those in Sheffield. We're not talking no, down no, to... We're not talking down to... But that type of fluffy boots... 
No, no, it was like a big furry jumper. Yeah, thing. you had it on the cover of one Smash of the. Smash it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they sold those and just punk paraphernalia. You know, do you remember all that stuff they used to advertise in the back of the NME? You, you know, mail order punk. <laughs> mail order your wraparound shades, white PVC yeah. trousers, and terrible. Uh, I think I bought a pair of but white. I, but they, I had a pair of white PVC trousers. When you're 14 and 15, those things are really expensive and out. Of, I mean, no. I remember saving up to buy. I bought a slits T-shirt. Which must have been really early because because the album hadn't even come out, and then I bought a destroy T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for laughing. <laughs> I had one of those and some other T-shirts. Yeah, a T-shirts. Uh, me and my mate Pete used to, you know, I'm sure we had definitely had some band T-shirts. Pete, if you can remember what what ones we had, that so would we, be great. But I can remember getting a blazer from, yeah. a, from an Oxfam yeah. shop and a pin pins, badges, yeah, badges and having safety pins yeah. doing all the and, same and painting what? bands on the back and stuff yeah. I, you totally took the words out of my mouth yeah. I went to see Stiff Little Fingers which I think I mentioned this gig I think that was 78 with another yeah. pretty face yeah I, was, I went to see them with yeah. my schoolmates and we went on the bus down to London and I was wearing black <laughs> jeans which with, with bondage straps so I had safety pinned to them because because they were just black jeans and my mum had taken them in, and then a, the blazer, the obligatory <laughs> blazer, looked like Rick from the Young Ones, and then there's my Destroy T-shirt. Cross between Rick from the Young Ones, Marky e. Smith from the yeah. Fall, who we oh, need to mention. We more. do need to mention. And um, who was the other one that was always famous from the, the the blazer? Rick from the Young Ones, Marky e. Smith from the Fall, and can't oh, uh, can't remember. Yeah. Can't remember. Uh, 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 but you know that was definitely. This happens at our age. Yeah, mate. that was definitely a look if you didn't have an acne attractions in didn't, your tone. Uh, TV Smith kind of had. Yeah, yeah, he had a bit. So, so pin badges from Better Badges. Better Badges still going, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so that it was a sort of interesting earlier. Somebody was asking on social media about did anybody know where you get pin badges? Well, go online. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll but if, you, if better badges are going, use them because they're punk badge. Yeah, people. yeah. Um, so that was the kind of look. And then, of course, we were at school, so I couldn't have mad hair. You had to kind of spike it up with soap. Or... Yeah, I, you, there was a, I remember there was a shop in town you could go and get what was called a spike. Right. <laughs> right. And this particular... In fact, I think the shop was called Bowie's. The, the barbers yeah. was called Bowie's. And you could, you could go in and ask for a spike. And I remember getting the spike mm. and uh, going home, and my parents were like mortified. Yeah, you're not getting any school like that, son. You know, you know. And they made me sort of comb it down and comb it forward. I've been combing it forward ever since. I mean, I do remember. I'm talking. About, so, was it, so to answer your question about what was I wearing, I kind of in very early days, I just made punk clothes out of the clothes that I had, with ripped jeans and baseball boots, and you know. Bright coloured t shirts and Dr. Martins were staple. I had Dr. Martins, I did have Doc DMs yeah. and, and and baseball and old baseball boots. I don't think they were Converse, they were just baseball boots. And so it was sort of made up. Do you remember of, monkey boots? I do remember monkey boots. Yeah. I did have a pair of monkey, monkey boots. Monkey boots and a donkey jacket. Yeah, <laughs> that was what I used to wear to school. That, that was another staple yeah. of which uh, obviously Kevin Rowland took into yeah. Dexys. I didn't have the sort of plastic patch on the back of the donkey right. jacket. It was just, that was more minor street. Yeah, it was <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Um, Ian Jury famously had that look, didn't even the donkey jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he did, he did. Yeah, yeah. But you, um, you can always pick up the odd pair of army paraphernalia yeah. off, um, you know, the army and navy stores, and a lot of people, you know, yeah. would pick up stuff like that yeah. from those stores. 
uh, which sort of developed into the army jacket or the big long coat yeah, later yeah. later down the line. We talked yeah. about long coats, but uh, so you had to sort of it was a yeah, bit Marky of, Smith. We touched on the fall yeah. there as we're quickly coming to the end here. We touched on the fall. Marky Smith, somebody we'll talk about. Highly. He's seventy nine. He's more seventy nine, but but. One of the inspirations for doing this podcast, and I wanted to get this in, and I've, I've tried to get this in uh, the last three, but you've, you've run on a bit crass. And Sorry, I, mate. Yeah. Was Simon Wollstonecroft, from the, who's the drummer in the fall, who's yeah. called, it's actually called Funky Sai, um, has a podcast called The 80s Ed of Manchester, and that was the inspiration for us doing this podcast. So uh, if you want to check out something else of somebody who was in a band, not just two old mates talking about, you know, uh, the joys of it, then check out Simon Walsh's A to Z of Manchester. Final question, sure. Yeah. Highlight of 2022. Ooh, that's, that's a tough question. That is a really tough question. I'm struggling with that. It's been pretty crap. Well, it was five days we had away somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, going to Rebellion, that's probably... Uh, Glastonbury. Glastonbury, yeah. That was fun. Rebellion was more fun. Although, you know, part of the reason we went to Glastonbury this year was to see the damned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't play. It cancelled yeah. the, the night before, along yeah. with the Chemical Brothers. Yeah. Right? I you love know. it that you got the damned back <laughs> I managed to get yeah. the damned back yeah. in again. And then, obviously, we saw the damned later in the year. But that was a highlight. Yeah. The damned was a highlight. Um... I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, the highlight of mine was probably refused at Rebellion. Uh, being refused at the bar. <laughs> yeah. You were so inebriated Ine- that even at, at the punk festival of the year in Britain wouldn't serve you at the bar. That is a badge of honour. They should give yeah. you a t-shirt for that. Well, they made, they made me drink two pints of water and they should serve me again. Yeah. Old tricks never. So they were good bands, weren't they, at, at uh, Rebellion? I, I know it's a sort of strange thing to be with everyone sort of old and stuff, but it is. it was really good fun and I had a really great time. What a mad... Blackpool is an insane place, isn't it? It is. It, it's like the land that time forgot. Really nice people. Really nice people, yeah. you know. Pokey hats, Christmas, uh, yeah. ice cream, you know. Yeah, crazy. Popcorn, two, so, yeah, two peels. I'm straight. So, so the best thing in 2022, Rebellion was really good. I had a really good time. We had a really nice weekend. It was a lot of fun. So I'm going to say Rebellion, you know, and I really enjoyed seeing, seeing, obviously, Steve Ignorant doing various different things and... You know, and there's and Colin from Conflict. You know, I hadn't seen Conflict for a while. We're going, aren't we, on January the sixth? Yeah, we are. At the Hundred Club. Hundred Club. Conflict yeah. at the Hundred Club. Just dragging me along, kicking yeah. and screaming yeah. to another anarcho punk gig. Don't worry, listeners. He won't be wearing his Avril Lavigne t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start me on Avril Lavigne. Another highlight for me was seeing Girls in Synthesis. Brilliant band. So there's a new band yeah. you should be checking out. And Bad Breeding. And Bad Breeding, who we've yeah. mentioned before in this podcast. And you dragged me along to that, and I really enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, okay, you failed to answer without me prompting you. Yeah, so sorry. I'm gonna, so I'm going to give yeah. you the final question. Yeah. The final question to you, Stuart, is what are you looking forward to in 2023? Other than the conflict gig. Other than the conflict <laughs> gig at the underclub. Yeah. Um, well... Um, that again, you know, there's 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 some interesting things going on in the world. I'd quite like to see sorted out. Why don't they just give the nurses some more money? That would be good. Yeah, that would be really I, good. I just do not understand why we were all clapping for them a little while ago, and now just give them some more money. Yeah, clapping doesn't pay. Uh, stop nurses having to go to uh, to food banks. 
But I just don't understand how... Take away the parking costs for nurses to park at hospitals. What is wrong with people? What is wrong with local councils who do that? Yeah. These people are here to help us and to look after us when we get ill. Don't charge them to park outside Imagine their own Imagine if you were a councillor and, and you worked at City Hall and they went, you've got to pay yeah. to park. You know, the politicians, you've got, oh no, they'd be claiming it on their expenses. Okay, Nurses, you know, oh no, you've got to pay. Listen, that would be one of my highlights of 2023. Getting the Tories out would be amazing. It's probably not going to happen because we've got to wait for an election. But they need to go. They, they are they're they're just criminals now. They're not yeah. even pretending anymore. They're just criminals. Bit of a rant, but that would be good. I'm looking forward to doing, doing some more gigs with you, mate. I think we've got a few things in the pipeline. That'll yeah, be, yeah. You know, getting out to some more gigs now that we seem to have kind of finally got free of COVID and all that nonsense. So more gigs... You know, proper run into the summer. Probably go to Rebellion again. See some old mates. I think we will. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're sort of... Uh, well, let's spawned out of that. So, you know, it would be a shame not to go, you know. Well, I think that, uh, you know, speaking to James, who does the press and stuff for Rebellion, I think what I'd really like to do, what would be an amazing thing to look forward to, would be to do an episode of the podcast from Rebellion. Yeah, yeah. And we... Well, you know, the thing that I missed about it last year... And even on, I think the day of the show, all the American bands pulled out. Circle Jazz well, pulled think, out. And that's what I mean and, about the, and the bad cup. religion yeah, pulled yeah. out and stuff like that. I'd have liked to have seen all that. Yeah, I would have seen as well. And I think that, that not I think, that I'm against it being UK centric last year, but yeah. you know, a lot of them pulled out because it was still the COVID hangover, the and, vaccine yeah, hangover, and, and all that, and stuff. all the rest of it. So yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And so I'd like to see a really good lineup for Rebellion and you know and and do the podcast from there and we'll speak to those people and see if we can get it'd be great to do some interviews and definitely yeah so Good. that okay so, yeah. well that's it and uh thanks for listening again and i hope you all have a great christmas and are uh, we going to be doing a playlist for this episode with we will christmas? be doing we will yeah, be doing yeah, a playlist yeah, yeah so check will, that out so check that out i mean we take a wee bit of time over the playlists and you know as i said they've been but we've had quite a few compliments on the tracks that we've picked because mm. they're not Maybe the obvious one. By the way, think... we will not be including Avril Lavigne on the on the playlist, even though we did mention her several times for some weird reason. Definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. So have uh, from me, Ewan, have a great Christmas. And, and from me, uh, Stuart, have a really great New Year. We really look forward to seeing you all in. Well, we won't see you. I keep saying that as well. <laughs> for, for, for we really look forward to the next episode. Come, Come on, on Stuart. Stuart. I'm going to jump, jump in, in here now and, and uh, wish, wish you all a great 2023. And I'm going to play you a classic, classic punk, punk single. single. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. See you in 2023. 2023. Cheers.